beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platform partners. Also, Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. Anchor is our home base because our podcast is everywhere. And, of course, you can check that out at your leisure. Uh, we usually have the show posted about 20 minutes after the program ends. Uh, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram or our social media platforms. Jude Young joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports today. And uh, he is normally, uh, as he always is, an encyclopedia of knowledge. Just a great show this afternoon. 
Uh, again, you'll be able to catch that tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. On today's program, which is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby E. Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Also, don't forget about Mambo's and Old New Orleans Cookery. That's right, Old New Orleans Cookery in the 200 block of Bourbon Street, 205 to be exact, right next to Galatoire's, open for lunch uh, and dinner, seven days a week. They're open late. So, again, you look for a late-night place to eat, head on over to uh, one of the Oceana family of restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery. First of all, again, as you walk in the door, the restaurant is beautiful, number one. Uh, you've got these beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can dine right there and, you know, and, and check out all the craziness on Bourbon Street. If you go all the way to the back of the restaurant, there's a bar, and then there's that, an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Dine there. Again, have a few cocktails. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then as, as you take the stairway upstairs, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies. Again, they utilize that for private events, but also as an overflow when, when they're very, very crowded. Uh, there is an actual um, uh, private restroom there for you as well. So again, if you're looking for a place to have your next event, think Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, it's a great dining experience, number one. Fantastic menu. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. And the cocktails are out of sight. Uh, some of the uh, best big, big sandwiches we have in all of uh, New Orleans right at, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get yourself a cocktail over the Oceana Family of Restaurants, including New Orleans including Old New Orleans Cookery, and believe me, you'll be you'll be doing the oohs and ahs like the rest of the uh, of uh, the, the patrons as they see those uh, drinks coming to your table. To find out more, nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Now, again, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. On the program today, we're going to be joined by... Um, uh, Mike Neighbors. Uh, Mike Neighbors is a longtime uh, correspondent uh, covering the New Orleans Saints. Uh, wrote a, wrote a real, recently wrote a book about Drew Brees. Uh, he'll join us at about 5, 4.35 today. We'll talk some Pels with Will Guillory of The Athletic at 5.15 today. And then we'll finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show at 5.35. A couple of things I want to get into Jordy, with, with Jordy today. Number one, NIL. There's been some changes that are, that are happening right now when it comes to NIL uh, in the collegiate game. Jordy's been all over it on his program. You've got to check Jordy out on YouTube uh, each and every weekday, uh, 7, 7 to 9. Uh, and, of course, um, we'll also touch on LSU, and we'll talk about the Saints as well. All that coming up here on Inside New Orleans, brought to you again by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. First of all, I need to apologize. Look, a lot of hosts let it slide. They just pretend like it never happened. Uh, I'm just not that host, okay? Uh, I pride myself on having, uh, again, accurate information on this program, and unfortunately, I didn't do that for my audience yesterday. Uh, there was a site on Twitter that looked legitimate that was that was releasing the uh, early, uh, doing an early release of the games uh, Yesterday on the, on the NFL schedule, uh, there were four Saints games in which I, I, um, I dispatched to the audience via via this show, and it was all incorrect. And my, my apologies on that. Uh, the, the schedule was leaked this morning, and we now know again who the Saints will play, when, where, etc. But again, I apologize to the audience uh, for, for, again, having that inaccurate information yesterday. They open up with the New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints open up with the Atlanta Falcons uh, in, 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 the, in this year, um, this year's campaign. Uh, it is a noon kickoff in, in Atlanta. Interesting again because uh, when you look at Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen's father played for, I'm sorry, his uncle played for um, uh, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. Also, uh, he, uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, his father was also a part of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and, of course, he grew up in Atlanta. 
So, again, he, he starts his debut as the New Orleans Saints head coach in his former hometown of Atlanta. Saints take on the Falcons September 11th in Week 1. Week 2, they take on the Buccaneers in New Orleans. It'll be the, the uh, season opener at home. Uh, that is a noon kickoff. And then that's followed by the Panthers in Carolina on, on September the 25th. On, on October the 2nd, uh, the, the Saints will travel to London and take on the Minnesota Vikings. That is an 8.30 in the morning kickoff here in New Orleans. So, again, the first quarter consists of three teams for the NFC South and, and the Vikings in London. Now, there is no bye week coming out of the, the London game. It's too early for the bye week. So they'll, they'll, they'll have the Seahawks at home. Uh, and that'll be followed again by the Bengals at home. Both are, again, 12 o'clock kickoffs in the Dome. A lot of people, again, be excited, excited about Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, and a host of LSU Tigers and Tulane Greenway players uh, that are on the Cincinnati Bengals, as well as, again, ex-Saints. You know, they have feasted on ex-Saints that, again, that reach free agency. So, again, a lot of familiar faces on that Bengal team. Uh, they will play the Bengals on October the 16th, and as I mentioned, uh, that is a noon kickoff in the Superdome. The first of, of only three national Actually, televised games will happen on October the 20th as the Saints travel out west to take on the uh, Arizona Cardinals. It is a 7:15 kickoff. It's a Thursday night football game. Uh, that is their first nationally televised game. After that, again, they're, uh, they're, they're back at home taking on the Raiders. Uh, that is a noon kickoff in the Dome. That is October the 30th, the day before Halloween. Um, November the 7th. Uh, the Saints are on Monday Night Football, another, another nationally televised game. It'll be against the Baltimore Ravens. That is a 7:15 uh, kickoff on Monday night with the Ravens coming into the, um, coming into the Dome. Uh, November the 13th, which is Week 10, they travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that's when you start to have to watch again for maybe, again, the inclement weather and the cold weather games. Look, we don't know what this team is yet, right? We know at one time the Saints did not play well when, again, you got into uh, inclement weather and you got into cold weather. That has kind of changed over the last few years under Sean Payton. We feel like this is going to be more of a defensive-led ball club. Uh, they're going to have the ability to run the football as well. Uh, but, again, we don't know, again, injuries. There's so many variables in this. But yet they will, this will be a cold-weather game in, in early November, November the 13th. 13th, taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, they will all come home for the Rams on, on November the 20th. That's a noon kickoff in the Dome. And then they're back out west on the 27th of November, taking on the 49ers. That's a, a 325 kickoff here in New Orleans, uh, taking, on, taking on the Niners. They, come, they, they, they stay on the road the following week, which is, the, again, the uh, beginning of December, December the 5th, with, again, a nationally televised game on Monday Night Football. It's a 7:15 kickoff. They'll take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on, that, on that day. After that, December the 11th, it's a late bye. But, again, the Saints will have the bye in week 14. Uh, so uh, that's coming after the Buccaneers game and before the Falcons game. Now, again, they, they don't have a time on the Falcons game as of yet. But, again, that is December the 18th, and that will be at home in the Dome. Uh, on, on the 24th, which is, again, Christmas Eve, they take on the Browns. Uh, that is, again, the Browns in Cleveland. So, again, another chance for some inclement weather when you're talking about, again, the day before Christmas, uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. And, you know, more than likely Deshaun Watson will be playing during that time if he's healthy. You know, a lot of people are speculating that, again, he may get a 10-game suspension somewhere up in there. That means that more than likely he will be ready down the stretch and probably playing against the Saints who, again, pulled out all stops to try to get him in the offseason. Uh, that is a Saturday game, by the way, uh, December the 24th. That is, that is Christmas Eve. On, on New Year's uh, Day, the Saints will be in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. That is a noon kickoff uh, uh, locally. 
Again, another cold weather game out east. We have no idea what the weather will be like again, but we know again it'll be early Jan. It'll be early January, so there's a possibility of you know snow, etc. In in Philadelphia, and then they finish the season off in Week 18. That's a January 8th uh, kickoff um, in in the dome, taking on the Panthers. Interesting again how they set this this um, schedule up for the Saints this year. Really, first of all, only three nationally televised games. Goes to show you Sean Payton's out the door, Drew Brees is out the door, and that's kind of the minimum you get, right? You get one Monday night game, one th- Thursday night game, uh, and, and, and one uh, and, and well, you get two Monday night games in this case and a Thursday night game. Um, uh, we don't, I don't see a, a Sunday night game on here. So that's interesting. They don't have a Sunday night game. Um, at least not now. They, again, that could change toward the end of the season as they start flexing games uh, back and forth. But they start off with three NFC South foes. The Falcons in, in Atlanta, at home against the Bucks, and then back on the road against the Panthers uh, before they head to London. So, again, you got three division games early. If you come out the box very, very quickly, there's a really good chance that, again, you get, you get a, bit, a little bit of a lead here. Saints have had the Buccaneers number. you got to believe the Bucks are going to be ready to go to try to beat the New Orleans Saints. That's got to be circled already on their schedule. Also, again, the Falcons still in flux. We'll see what's happening with Mariota as he opens up the season. And the Panthers are also in flux right now with who knows what's gonna, how good they're going to be one way or the other. Not expected to be a, a, a team that's going to vie for a playoff. But look, let me say this. No one knows. I've been saying this for the last 20 years. No one knows. We know what the draft looks like. We know what free agency looks like. We think that we know, again, how these teams are, are, are going are to look as they open up the, uh, uh, the season in week one. But we really have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen in terms of attrition when it comes to injuries, how that's going to affect the team. Look at the Saints last year, 5-2. and two, Jameis Winston goes out, and it's a yo-yo for the rest of the season. I mean, Saints look like a shoe-in to win the division last year in the first seven games and have a chance to be able to, again, vie for a Super Bowl, and they lose their starting quarterback. So anything can happen in this league. Uh, so, again, starting off with, with um, the uh, NFC South and finishing with the NFC South with, again, the, 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 the Buccaneers in, in Week 13, uh, the, the Falcons after a bye week in, in Week 15, and then, of course, the Panthers finishing things out in Week 18. Um, uh, you look at the schedule, it's a tough schedule. There's no doubt about it. When you have to take on the, the NFC West and, and, and the AFC North, uh, that is a tough schedule going forward, uh, especially when you talk about the physicality of the um, – the physicality of the, the NFC North, uh, it just is, it's, a physical, it's a physical, physical division. It just is. Now, now, look, the Saints have become a physical team as well, right? Uh, but it is a physical division. Um, you look at uh, the, uh, the, the NFC West, and, of course, we know, again, that's one of the better divisions in all, in all of football. Uh, we'll see, again, how this plays out. But, it's, again, it's a tough schedule. Uh, but uh, I've said all along, I like what the Saints have done in the offseason. I really do. I think there are a few spots that need to be filled. Uh, you know, again, another receiver. Uh, I would like to see Quan Alexander back with this team to solidify the linebacker position. I think that helps there. Uh, you look at, um, at where they are right now at running back. Uh, we'll see a, a lot out of rookie rookie minicamp this week uh, to be able to kind of figure out, if, again, if they have that back um, and if there's an opportunity to be able to uh, see a guy like, uh, you know, um, uh, to, see, to see 
if ultimately a guy like Abram Smith can can make this team and and can be can be the third running back uh, for this team. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Are they going to have to go and uh, and just get a veteran free agent or possibly make a trade down the line? Or again, wait for the cuts as as uh, Jude Young and I discussed on on the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports today. You know, as uh, they start cutting players uh, during the uh, during the the summer camp maybe picking up a, a veteran running back there. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But I like this team. I really do. I like this team, and I think that Jameis Winston is, is going to have a good year. Um, I'm hopeful that he's going to be the same player that he was in the first seven games of the year with, again, better talent around him. He, again, it was unfair last year to have the type of wide receiving core that he had. Uh, and I thought that, again, that he did the maximum he could with that wide receiving core. Now you're bringing back Michael Thomas. Chris Olave is going to be a great addition on the other side. Uh, Callaway's got another year under his belt. He ought to be better. Uh, Deontay Hardy is going to be a playmaker for you. You just can't overuse him. Uh, and, again, Traquan Smith is back. You know, I'm yawning a little bit here because, you know, I keep waiting for him to break out. Maybe this is the year. He just hasn't consistently done it, and a lot of that is because of injury. He just can't stay, he cannot stay healthy. I still believe, as I mentioned, they need another veteran uh, wide receiver. I'd love to see a guy like Jarvis Landry. But, again, to me, uh, they've got to get somebody just as insurance in case Michael Thomas goes down, in case he's not ready to go uh, week one. You need another veteran wide receiver or else we're right back where you, where you were last year with, again, unproven wide receivers that, that are, that are going to be playing with Jameis Winston at, at quarterback. The other big question on offense is going to be, obviously, uh, the situation with Alvin Kamara. How far they can kick the uh, uh, the the court case down down the, the docket, so ultimately he can finish the season, and hopefully again the NFL doesn't come forward and suspend him before he has his day in court. So we'll see how that plays out, and of course the play of the offensive line, which was riddled by injuries last year. You know, is Trevor Penning going to be a plug and play guy? If he's not, as I said many times, look, you've got James Hurst. I believe he needs to be a plug-and-play guy at 19, but if he can't and he needs some seasoning before he gets gets on the field, like we've seen so many other players, uh, you know, that, that, that come on this line and ultimately have long careers, uh, there's an opportunity for him as maybe a tackle eligible, especially now with Will Clapp moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they could they could fit him in and, and get him get, at least get him acclimated to NFL type defenses. Uh, by putting him in, in those positions. Andres Pete's got to come back healthy. He's got to have a better year than he's had uh, within the last couple. Uh, obviously, Eric McCoy is one of the best centers in the NFL. When, when he's healthy, this is a big year for Cesar Ruiz. He's got to prove he can play the guard position in the NFL. Uh, and, of course, Ryan Ramshack still staying at the right tackle position is the best at his position. I believe in Al- and, and that Adam Troutman will take a next step this year. Uh, we'll see, again, how Taysom Hill works when it comes to the, to the tight end position, not playing quarterback anymore. And uh, keep an eye on Jawan Johnson, who made the, the move last year from receiver to tight end, again, kind of that hybrid player, and we'll see how that kind of plays out. And, of course, well, uh, we got, what is it, Lewis Crow is the undrafted free agent out of Pittsburgh who's going to be vying for time as well. Uh, offensively, as I mentioned, Another running back I think is needed, uh, but you still got Mark Ingram, and hopefully, again, he's got something left in the tank. And you got two really good special teams players in, in Tony Jones and, and Dwayne Washington, but, again, both guys have not did not really show up when they really needed them last year. So we'll see how that plays out. Offensively, I think they're fine. The strength of this team is on the defensive side of the ball, where, again, I'll say it right now, I like all three levels. 
I think they are stout on all three levels. As I mentioned, I'd like to see another linebacker added. Quan Alexander really plays well with Demario Davis. But if you didn't go in that direction, you still you still have some depth there, although it's unproven depth in a lot of cases. Uh, but the but the secondary, there's depth, there's talent, there's versatility. Uh, there's shutdown corners on both sides. Even your third corner is a guy that was once a starter in Bradley Roby. So I'm, I'm feeling really good about the secondary, and I feel really good about the defensive line. Now, look, they, they had a problem getting pass rush last year, right, at times. Hopefully Jordan can come back the way he was. But, look, Passigno went out early. He really played well for this team. Another year of Carl Grandison, who is coming on. Um, Contavious Street is a guy they brought in as a free agent has already proved that, again, he's a, he, can, he can rush from the inside. Uh, David Onyemata is, is a guy that you think would take the next step to be a pro bowler. And, and, of course, when you start talking about Peyton Turner and, and Marcus Davenport, those are the X factors. If both those players can play at a high level, and especially Davenport, who's shown that he can play at a Pro Bowl level, the, the, all the questions about the pass rush is going to be solved. You know, so we'll see how that plays out. But I love this defense. And special teams, look, Gilligan has proved to be a weapon at punter. Lutz, when he's healthy, is one of the best kickers in, in, in the league. And you got uh, uh, Deontay Hardy, who is one of the best uh, return specials in the league. And look, there may be some guys, when you start talking about the uh, uh, undrafted free agents, uh, that may have a shot on this team, you know, um, especially when you, when you talk about, uh, you know, we talked about already about uh, Smith, but also uh, Rashad Shahid is a, is a, a game-breaker from Weber State. Uh, he is a guy that can return punts, return kicks, and maybe a guy that can play receiver for you as well. Uh, Deshaun Dixon might be a special teams player for you. I talked to you, said, I already said about Lewis, uh, Lucas Crow. He's, he's a guy that's a possibility at, at the um, tight end position. And then, of course, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, there's a reason why they gave Smoke Monday $120,000 guaranteed. They feel like he's got a shot. But there's always going to be a couple players in this undrafted class that are going to have a chance to make this team and make an impact. Comes down to, again, coaching. Comes down to, again, the, the buy-in uh, with, again, Dennis Allen ascending to the um, head coaching job. And, and, of course, this team getting a little bit of luck, finally, a little bit of luck when it comes to health, which they haven't had in quite a few years. I like the Saints the way they're built. The schedule is the schedule. Let's, let's see how, how, it, how, it, how it rolls out. Uh, looking forward, again, to Ricky Ricky Minicamp this weekend, uh, uh, the off-season workouts, which is where your team is made, right? And then eventually, again, getting into minicamp and training camp. And here we go. New Orleans Saints uh, schedule comes out today. And um, looking forward to, again, another great season. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Mike Nabors is going to give us his take on, on the um, offseason. He's going to give us his take on the schedule as well. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, your AC breaks down. I don't want you to get upset about it. All I want you to do is remember acpromise.com. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, and uh, truly a, a company that will never gouge you or cheat you. Authorized to sell, to service all brands, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the market, and, of course, they offer after-hours offer after service as well. You call, they answer the phone. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, truly a company you can trust, a company I've trusted for over three decades. It's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com, ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Mike Neighbors is next. I'm Eric Asher. Don't go anywhere. 
New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. Still working an accident on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway, and your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal, and then delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at Clearview. 10 eastbound, your delays stretch right at the Bonnet Carey Spillway, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are going to be heavy from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge, and on the westbound side, your backups are right at Canal Boulevard. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are going to stretch from Terry Parkway to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway, your delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And in the meantime, look out for an accident on your surface streets, Urquhart at Maison. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. This half hour is brought to you by them. Uh, rated number one neighborhood restaurant, um, uh, number one, number one restaurant, restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. 
Also, again, uh, get in there and enjoy a fantastic meal. Cajun Creole uh, cuisine at its finest. Uh, the cocktails are outstanding. And I'm telling you right now, some of the best mixologists we have, they're absolutely amazing. A great beer selection for you. TVs everywhere with 30-plus TV screens, even TVs in the restroom. When I say you don't miss a play, you don't miss a play. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of authentic Louisiana cuisine and also, again, Louisiana sports culture. The memorabilia that's in Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant could be in a museum. Some one-of-a-kind items. I mean, you get lost just walking around. Around, check it out all the memorabilia remember also open seven days a week open late open for lunch and dinner 4101 veterans at lake villa uh, and of course you can find out more at bobbyabears.com bobby bears cajun cannon restaurant part of the oceana family of restaurants is so good that's right get out there and enjoy a great meal and of course look especially when there's multiple sporting events going on and you don't have multiple tvs at the house and head over to Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant because it's, it's a restaurant, but yet has the feel of a sports bar with all, the, again, the TV screens there. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the program now, longtime broadcaster, longtime uh, covering the New Orleans Saints as well, also an accomplished author. His, uh, his uh, book, The Breezeway, is a fantastic book uh, talking about the breeze era here in New Orleans. Mike Neighbors joins us on the program. Mike, how are you? I'm great, Eric. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Mike. Good to have you on. It's a great day, too, Began with the schedule release and everything that's going on. Before we get started, tell the folks about the book, and if you're going to be in town anytime soon, maybe signing the book. Yeah, you know what? We're thinking about Father's Day, possibly. I uh, had a real good book signings. Uh, we released it around the holidays, obviously, and uh, back in December. And so we, I, I'll let you know we may be back, but if, if not... Uh, Saints fans, uh, I did a post-game show with Drew Brees for 14 years, had about 300 one-on-ones with him, and the, the meat of that content is in the book. Doug Flutie, who's Brees' mentor, wrote the foreword, and we have great uh, reactions and stories on Brees' career from Deuce McAllister, Roman Harper, uh, Lance Moore, Scott Shanley, Zach Street. It's called The Brees Way. Uh, it's on Amazon. You can go to my website for a signed copy for I guess Father's Day is coming up, kind of, Eric, uh, yep, next month sure it is. Uh, at MikeNeighbors.com, N-A-B-O-R-S, and I'll send you a signed copy. So I appreciate beautiful. it. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Mike, the schedule came out today. Um, you know, the schedule is the schedule, right? I mean, it is what it is. But if you're looking at it by quarters, why don't you kind of break it down for us, your thoughts on the first, second, third, fourth quarter of the schedule? You know what? It's weird not having a lot of primetime games. I find that kind of strange, you know, because we're so used to that. and. Not that you're spoiled Saints fans, but you became accustomed to that in the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era. But, you know, and it's, I think it's dangerous, Eric, to look at a schedule and make predictions. But if we're, you know, we're football fans and we cover the team, so we, that's the fun part of this, too. It's dangerous, but it's fun. But I kind of like the way it lays out. You know, I mean, if you look at the opener, I mean, that's kind of fun at Atlanta. Um, They've owned Tom Brady in the Bucs, let's face it, during the regular season anyway. Of course, you had that one loss that was painful. But I thought it was very interesting to have in the first quarter, off the bat, since the NFL has emphasized these divisional games at the mm-hmm. latter part of the season, boom, 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 right off the bat, Eric, in the first quarter. And that could be fun for this football team. They have to go on the road, but Atlanta's you know, rebuilding. They get that Bucks game at home, and they go on the road against the Panthers. I think they could go 3-0 and potentially there. We'll see. 
And, and look, I, I think it sets up nice for them as long as they're healthy and ready to go. And then, of course, then you're making the trip to London to take on the Vikings yeah. uh, the, to, to finish out really the first quarter of the season. But, yeah, I was a little surprised that, again, they went with all NFC South teams to, uh, to open it up. But it is what it is. The second quarter st- starts with, again, the Seahawks, the Bengals, uh, and the Cardinals and the Raiders. Uh, uh, and, of course, uh, you know, everybody will be pointing toward the, the Bengals coming into the Dome uh, in, in, what is it, that uh, week uh, six. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's also kind of weird after the London game, you don't get a bye week there. That's, that's a right. quick turnaround. But I guess that's the way of the world in the NFL now, Eric, that you know, everybody are playing more games in London. You know, they're going to play a game in Germany. You know, the Bucks are playing over there. You're going to have you know, future games in Mexico, obviously. It used to be when you played a game like that, you would get a bye week. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of early. Maybe that's why they didn't have the bye week, because it is kind of early in the season. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm with you. You know, normally you make that travel, you get the bye week to be able to kind of get your body right. Uh, at least there, at least it's going to be a home game against Seattle, and you're not traveling all the way across the country to go to go to Seattle. That's one good thing. Yeah, I mean, you look at the schedule, and again, it's dangerous to to forecast, but it's also fun. Sure it is. Um, how good are the Bengals going to be? You figure they're going to be a lot better with that offensive line. Uh, it's much better than it was a year ago, protecting Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. But you never know. I mean, sometimes teams make runs and they're not as good and they get a little fat and happy the next year. But I think it's good that they have that game at home. Um, I, don't, I don't look at any of these games, frankly. You know, I've seen other schedules around the league. And I think there's a lot of up-and-coming teams. I think the Colts are going to be a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look at teams like the Denver Broncos. I think are going to be a lot better. Um, I, I look at this NFC South, though. The, obviously, those dominate the schedule, those you play in your division. And I think it's really weird, Eric, that for years we were counting not only is this the best division in football, but it's the best quarterbacks in football. Mm-hmm. And, boy, what a 180 we've seen with that. I mean, when yes. Tom, if Tom Brady would have retired, can you imagine if Blaine Gabbert was the starting quarterback with the Bucks? how different the schedule would be and how different the quarterbacks would be entering the season in the NFC South? I would agree, but when you look at the schedule, having to take on the NFC West and the and the AFC North, that's about yeah. as two toughest of the divisions that you're going to have to take on in one season. Yeah. And the Saints have both this season. Yeah, that's not going to be easy. I'll be interested to see again how good the Bengals will be. Uh, I do think you know when you break down those divisions. Um, there's going to be a lot of good football teams obviously coming to New Orleans because, you know, the Seahawks are a team. Obviously, I think the, the Saints get a break. Russell Wilson won't be there. Um, you know, the Bengals, I think, will be good. I don't know how good they'll be. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray's kind of a mess right now. You don't know how that situation is going to be. The Raiders are a good football team, though. I think the Raiders are one of those teams like the Colts and the Broncos. And the Ravens are in the same boat, Eric. I mean, let's be honest about it. Those are two teams that are going to be favorites to win the AFC. Uh, but, you know, you look at the next couple of games, I mean, they're at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's trying to break in a new quarterback. And then, of course, you have the Rams. You have the Rams coming back to New Orleans. The game's always good, but, boy, the Rams are loaded. Uh, you know, they obviously won the Super Bowl last year. They're going to be good. And then the Niners the next week, you have back-to-backs. That's going to be a tough stretch. You have yep. the Rams at home. Then you go – to the left coast to get with the Niners, uh, despite the quarterback position, I think they're a really good football team, especially defensively. I so I think, yeah, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the Niners, and the meat of that schedule is not going to be easy for the Saints. No, and then you, let's add the Bucks there as well, because then you're traveling to Tampa, the Bucks coming too. off yeah, that, that, that game in, you know, in, in San way, Francisco. Absolutely, yeah. And, and then they uh, get a bye, and then if you look at the fourth quarter of the season, when you break it down, 
Uh, yep. you know, the Falcons, I, I could see the Saints sweeping the Falcons. The Browns, that is going to be a very good football team. The Eagles are just a better football team than they were, and that mm-hmm. was a football team that gave the Saints fits a year ago, and then the Panthers. So I think after the bye, the fourth quarter of the season, I could, you know, I could see the Saints uh, going two for two there, but I still go back to that meet of the schedule, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Bucks. Um, you know, they get to warm up a little bit with the NFC South, and they at the end they have some NFC South teams that they can handle. But yeah, this season will be decided from weeks eight to weeks uh, 13 because that is just a packed, very tough schedule for the Saints. No, no doubt. And, of course, look, I think the Saints can play with anybody in the league as long as they're healthy. They have not been uh, uh, healthy the last couple seasons. Uh, hopefully, again, the football gods will smile on them to have a healthy season this year because I like what they've done in the offseason. I'd like to start there with the, with the draft. What were your thoughts on how the Saints did in the draft? You know, there's only one thing to me that's more ridiculous than the NFL draft and a lot of the hype around it is the draft grades. Um, I, I get a kick out of the, the Saints not getting high draft grades. I think they did a, a great job. They, they moved up and they got exactly what they wanted. They need an impact wide receiver and they needed a lineman and left tackle to replace Toronto Armstead. And they got both of them. Uh, to me, they, they got the guys they wanted in a lot of ways. Chris, mm-hmm. you know, Lave at 11 and then pinning at 19. I really like what sure. they did. Now, you could debate. Alante Taylor, uh, you know, picking him a little bit early, but they didn't have a lot of picks after him. So to me, what I liked about the Saints in this draft, Eric, is they had a plan, and you've seen that more so with Jeff Ireland, going after guys they really liked. And, I mean, how many of us after that 2017 draft really liked Ryan Ramchek? I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I remember at that time, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were thinking maybe they should spend that pick on somebody for the secondary. And they didn't do it. I mean, nobody knew. Or at least on the defensive side of the ball, yes. Or somebody on defense, linebacker, Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, who's this Ramchick guy? I mean, he's good, but is that really the need right now? So I I kind of subscribe to the in Ireland I trust because it's been Mm -hmm. so good for the most part since 2017. And I like the aggressiveness of the New Orleans Saints. I love the fact that they they moved up and filled needs. Um, the thing that I'm, you know, I will talk about Kamara, but I'm, I'm still worried of running right. back right now. How long is Kamara going to be out? I would have liked to have seen them get a running back maybe over Alante Taylor, but uh, right. it's just hard to argue against the Saints drafts under Jeff Ireland so far. Yeah, I would agree. Now, they got Abram Smith coming in as an undrafted rookie in the yeah. minicamp this weekend out of Baylor. We'll see if he's a guy that maybe can fit in. Uh, to me, they still need a veteran wide receiver. We all, again, have been hearing about the Jarvis Landry situation. I think he would be a nice fit. Your thoughts on Jarvis Landry, and if he was to sign, what type of fit he would be here? I think it would be great. I think that's exactly what they need. And, uh, you know, they have some room, too. They have some room to maneuver and bring him in. And, uh, and once again, the Saints uh, continue to <laughs> amaze us by the way they can shelf around the salary cap. But I would love to see that. I mean, Think about it right now, though. If you look at the receivers on the roster, you know, Marquez Callaway was never a number two in my eyes. He had that one great mm-hmm. preseason game against a terrible Jacksonville Jaguars team in the preseason, and a lot of people got really excited about him. But with that said, with Olave and Michael Thomas coming back, Marquez Callaway is a good complement, along with Traquan yes. Smith. So I think those yes. guys are elevated because Thomas is back and Olave. So, yeah, getting Landry and having that one, two, three punch would be very nice. But I still like Callaway not being the go-to guy, not getting a lot of attention. I think he's only going to get better. And I see big things for him this year, especially with those two guys coming back. 
Mike Neighbors with us for a few more minutes. Mike, um, in a revolve, you're talking about Camara. Uh, the hope is that again that the continuance will continue through the yeah. um, through the end of this season, and he won't have to deal with it till maybe the off season, and maybe next year have the suspension. You don't want to, especially the way the schedule sets up. You don't need to leave, lose Camara in the middle of the season when the meat of the season uh, when everything's on the line. So again, a lot when you look at the way this is. August first is the next uh, is the next um, uh, court date that they expect to continue that, which means maybe November, December. Well, that's looking right in the meat of that schedule as we were talking about. Hopefully, again, there won't be a situation where the NFL suspends him before he has his day in court. If he's healthy, they're in good shape. But I agree with you; they need a run running back. You've seen a lot of Jameis Winston in his career. You saw him make a transformation last year in the first seven games. What Jameis Winston are you expecting this season? You know what's crazy, Eric, is I've covered Jameis Winston since his days in Florida State. I live in Tampa, yep. and I covered him mm-hmm. when he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I feel like we've been asking that question for a long time. We really have. And for different reasons, we can't answer that question. You know, he was suspended at one point in Tampa. Um, it was a different head coach, or he was young, or you know, he was sitting out a year in New Orleans, and then he gets hurt. Really, to me, if, if Kamara was coming back, I'd feel a lot better about Jameis Winston. He might. I don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. But with that void with the running game, I know Mark Ingram's coming back. But Mark Ingram isn't the Mark Ingram that we knew uh, you know, four or five years ago as a New Orleans Saint. I worry about the running game and Jameis putting too much pressure on himself, making him feel like he's got to do it all. And that's where Jameis Winston gets in trouble. Jameis Winston has all the talent in the world. He's got great arm strength, and he can make all the throws. But his decision-making, time and time again, has gotten him in trouble. So I feel like last year was great because he had all this help. But really, when you look at it, it was even more impressive because he didn't have Michael Thomas, one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL, and he was yes. still you know, putting up good numbers. So that's what's troubling about Kamara in so many ways is you know, it's almost like Two steps forward, one step back. You get Michael Thomas back, you lose Alvin Kamara. And Jameis Winston with a healthy Michael Thomas and now a Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara, I'd really like to see that. But the big question mark is, A, no running game, and B, how will Jameis handle no running game? That's what concerns me. Defensively, I really like this team on all three levels, and I love the yeah. addition of Tyran Matthew. Yeah. We've got about a minute and a half. Your thoughts? I love this defense, and I, you know, People nationally, with all the attention with Breeze and Peyton over the years, and it's deserved, they forget about how good this defense is. And I think we really saw it beginning with Breeze's first injury where they rattled off all those wins with Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. We saw then how good this defense is, and it's only gotten better. Ask the Tampa Bay Bucks how good the Saints defense was last season in Tampa. And I think they made some improvements. I think they can only get better. It's, boy, the offense has some question marks. I still think it's a playoff team, though, Eric. I like the division. Mm-hmm. I think they can make some noise. They just got to get Kamara back, hope it's not too bad, and have Jameis play well. Those are two big question marks, by the way. But right. the talent on defense will keep them in a lot of games. Yeah, I agree. Mike, always a pleasure. Tell the folks about the book once again and how folks, <clears throat> pardon me, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, just I'm at Mike Neighbors, N-A-B-I-Z and Boy O-R-S. And check out our Aaron series we do with the Saints, too. Um, we run errands with former Saints players, and now we're going to start doing current Saints players. Eric, uh, we just released one on Attorney Randall Gay from Baton Rouge. We have Willie Rofe coming up. I uh, right. spent uh, a couple hours in Tampa running errands with C.J. Garner-Johnson, and we're going to have some current players coming up. And my, it's all on all the Saints platforms, so 
Just check out the word Aaron's and Saints on YouTube or all their platforms. And my book is The Breezeway. Uh, all my interviews with True Breeze, you can find it on Amazon or my website, MikeNaborsNABORS.com. Thanks for letting me play. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Very much appreciate it. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too. I appreciate you. Thank you. There you go. Mike Neighbors, again, a longtime uh, broadcaster and covering the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, now is his, um, his book, The Breezeway. Fantastic. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a generator for your home or your business, uh, generator sales and service are their business. Uh, again, first of all, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for uh, in terms of generator, and then, of course, single-day installs. That's right, single-day install for you. Financing available generators, you can finance that over time. And, of course, um, don't forget about, again, that new install quality check after one month. They do that for everything that they install for you. It's part of their customer service pledge. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the emergency service is second to none. Uh, when uh, when the you know, it's safe to come out and to be able to get your generator up and running, they'll be there. They have uh, all the parts you need at their warehouse in, uh, in Mandeville. And, yes, they have generators available right now for those single-day installs. Looking for a generator for your home or your business? Think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. I don't want to hear. I can't get a meal late in New Orleans. Find one of the Oceana restaurants and go enjoy a great meal late. Oceana restaurants, again, uh, a proud sponsor of our Thursday show. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. 
Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Today on Hey Culligan, sustainability and better water. Here's Sam. Hey Culligan, I'm really into sustainability. My clothes, my utensils, my food. But how do I get more sustainability from my water? Super question, Sam. And the answer is an always-on drinking water system from Culligan, which helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. Whoa, that's a ton of sustainability. 416,000 tons, Sam, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. The New Orleans Wine and Food Experience invites all wine lovers with an appreciation for the finer things in life to join us at our exclusive premium wine tasting event, Vanola, on June 9th. Enjoy rare and highly valued wines right from the winemakers themselves, each one of a retail value of $60 or more. Learn what's new in the world of wine and you'll never be bored again. Tickets are on sale now at nowfee.com. That's N-O-W-F-E.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Thanks so much for being there. I want to thank my neighbors for joining us on the program. Remember his book, The Breezeway. Also, coming up in the second hour, to be Will Gillery of The Athletic talking uh, Pels, followed by Jordy Collada, The Jordy Collada Show. Uh, he'll be talking NIL, LSU, and Saints. All that coming up in hour number two. Our program today brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get over there and grab a great cocktail, a fantastic meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back after these messages. Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were close, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie, Causeway and I-10, are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies for the joining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street. 
at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6. 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Great way to take the show with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base for your favorite podcasting platform. And don't forget about our social media platforms. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans show on Instagram. Jude Young of CrestedySports.com and 106.1 FM joined me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. If you missed it, in our, uh, in our 1 o'clock slot, tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLAE-TV, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. I'll have that up on our social media platforms this evening, as well as ericasher.com, and also it's on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. 
Jude did an incredible job, as he always does, breaking down local sports. Uh, again, you want to check that out at your leisure. Uh, Mike Neighbors was with us in the, in the first hour. Uh, we're going to be joined this hour by Will Guillory of The Athletic at about 5.15, talking Pels. Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show will join us at 535. We'll talk uh, uh, name, image, and likeness with him. Also, LSU and Saints all coming up. Saints today, uh, well, actually tonight is the is the official schedule release. It has been leaked. We went through that extensively in the first hour. Um, so, again, uh, again, you, uh, you can check that out on the podcast. Uh, but we'll be talking about it again tomorrow on, on the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza with Mike Vazan. We'll break that down for you as well. Uh, we had thought that, that maybe uh, we might see David Griffin get NBA Executive of the Year. He did not. Grizzlies GM Zach Kleinman wins the Executive of the Year award uh, for this season, and rightly so. Uh, again, the Grizzlies had a fantastic year. Also, uh, it looks as though um, that uh, we will not have a Triple Crown winner this year. Rich Strike is not going to run in the Preakness. Uh, they're going to hold him out for, uh, for, for uh, due to rest now. <laughs> I don't really understand that. You had once in a lifetime uh, shot at that, but yet obviously they're not going to they're not going to run the horse at this point. Um, I, I don't know enough about it to know again if he's if he's run a lot of races and needs the rest, or they just don't want to compete in the Preakness or not. And this really caught me is that you know I check headlines a lot in in, in between um, hours uh, of, of the show when I have the break, so I try to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, something from, from National News is reporting that the United States has now canceled three oil and gas leases, and normally I wouldn't bring that up on this program, do a lot of oil and gas, but my gosh, the first thing that hit me was, you know, we need to be self-sufficient when it comes to oil and gas. That's going to be very, very difficult now in, in a global economy, I guess, especially, again, with, with oil and gas as a commodity. But, you know, to, to not tap into all the resources we have here in the United States so, so that we're not seeing $4-plus gasoline here in, in Louisiana and you're seeing $6-plus on the West Coast. Uh, I just do not understand this, you know, not, you know, again, using every possibility uh, to be able to, again, make sure that we are energy, uh, energy sufficient uh, and independent right here in the United States. That kind of blew me away. Also, uh, don't forget uh, rookie minicamp this weekend. Uh, a lot of a big chance for a lot of these undrafted free agents uh, and also rookies to be able to prove that they are uh, they are worth coming to camp and having a chance to be able to compete with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out over the weekend. The Saints do have some holes and have some needs as well. And of course, next week is the NBA draft lottery, and uh, the uh, Pels right now are are have the eighth. Uh, position within the within the, the the draft have a chance to move up to the top four, or the 26% chance, a 6% chance of moving uh, in, in into the top spot. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, also Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you right now, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, first of all. Uh, the Beta Brothers came in, took over a strip club that was decrepit, that was causing nothing but issues in the, in the French Quarter, and they went in and put their money where their mouth was, uh, transformed that restaurant, went and totally renovated that building, uh, and turned it into the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining. You have first the menu, Cajun Creole cuisine, but so much more. It's really an eclectic menu with something for everyone. Uh, magnificent cocktails. All I can say is you love, if you love cocktails, and look, Tales of the Cocktail is not that far away. It'll be back in July. Uh, the cocktails are absolutely fabulous. 
You can dine in authentic, authentic French Quarter Courtyard on the first floor. If you'd like to be on the first floor, you can dine in front of those big picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You take the elevator or the stairway, you go to the second floor, it opens up to another bar. And, of course, there you have a you have the Bourbon Street uh, balcony for you to be able to dine in, have cocktails, uh, just to enjoy, enjoy the sights and sounds. And then, of course, take the elevator or the stairway to the third floor, and it's Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's amazing. Just the amazing sight lines. Just a beautiful restaurant. Uh, you walk in and you're, you're, you're just struck by again how be- the beauty of the restaurant first. And then the food is absolutely fabulous. And then you get those amenities, like, again, the courtyard, the balcony, and then, of course, the rooftop bar. Uh, it's a great night out for, again, with friends, family. Maybe, again, a romantic getaway. Maybe your next event. Uh, uh, or, again, remember also, lunch and dinner Lunch and dinner, late night dinner as well, open seven days a week. Hey, you want to find out more? It's mambonola.com. And then right next door, live music over at the Hideout Bar. Just a beautiful bar in a, in a, in a, in a, in a setting of a, of a building that's over 300 years old. Have a beautiful courtyard. Have food for you as well. Great cocktails. And always live music right there for you in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. 411 Bourbon Street to be exact. Make a night out. Make it Mambo's and the Hideout Bar in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. All part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Let's head to the guest line. He is a, uh, I love his writings. I am, I am a subscriber to The Athletic since The Athletic came into inception. Um, and, I, and I've had the pleasure of having this, him on this program, I guess, going back when he was with CrescentCitySports.com. Uh, and he does a great job in covering the Pelicans. Uh, you want to check him out on The Athletic? His name is Will Guillory. He's a native New Orleanian. And Will joins us now on the program. Will, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you for having me on. Always good to have you, and man, I tell you what, I'm, I'm really excited about about what is to come for this team, especially after what we saw this past season, and I guess it's going to start with next week with again the the, the draft lottery, and then and then the course, um, uh, the the uh, the NBA draft. For, first of all, as, as you look at this draft and you look at you know from one to eight where the where the Pels may end up. What do you think is the biggest position of need, or is it really about the player and how the player will fit uh, when, 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 you're, when you're getting going into this draft with a team that doesn't have a lot of spots that are open? Yeah, I think you, you said it perfectly. I think they're, they're in a great position where they can just do best player available, and that's where you want to be, right, where you feel like you have uh, enough players in your rotation where you don't have to reach to go get a guy to be a big man for you or fill that point guard hole. They, they kind of have – you know, pretty much too deep at every position almost, uh, especially if you expect some of these younger guys to continue to develop. You expect Kyra Lewis to come back from that injury, obviously Zion Williamson. Uh, so I think they're in a good position to draft best player available. But, but, uh, but I think uh, if you had, had if you made me choose one, I think you add one more guard to the mix, one more younger mm-hmm. guard I think will help. Because I just kind of look at guard like cornerback in NFL where it's like you can never have too many, right? You want as many good guards as possible. So I always lean towards just grabbing a, a talented guy if one's available. So if this is a, let's just say they get into the top four. Asking for the number one overall pick is, again, asking a lot of the basketball gods. But let's say they just happen to get into the top four. What are you looking at there? Uh-uh. Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think Jabari Smith would be the guy that has to be at the top of the list because I think he I agree. just fits so perfectly with this team. It's just a big defensive guy. can hit spot-up threes. We've shown him kind of – 
uh, developing his offensive game where he can catch it at the nail, make some plays. You know, he's unselfish. Uh, I think he can fit in really well with any team, but I think especially with this Pels team, kind of smaller lineups with him at the center, Zion at the four, uh, I think would be really nice. But also, man, I, I love the kid Jay Nivey out of Purdue. Uh, he He's so athletic, so explosive. I think he's going to make any teams he goes to just immediately a better team in transition. He can he can get out and score for himself. He's also really good at finding those shooters on the perimeter. Uh, so I, I really love Jay Ivey. I think he's going to be a good player, but I think if they land that one, I would probably lean Jabari Smith over everybody just because of the fit and, and just kind of the versatility he, he brings on the wing as a big forward. But if there was a guard out there that you that you think is a fit for this team, what, who, who would it be? I think Ivy would be at the top of my list. I really like him. Okay. And I love the kid, Shaden Sharp. I, I, yep. He's kind of a mystery because of what happened with him at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went there. He told them he was going to play next year, and then he left for the draft. He, it was a whole weird thing. I think a lot of people in Kentucky are kind of upset with how that thing went, and maybe there's some concern about, you know, what's going on with him behind the scenes, some of his advisors, that whole thing. But I think when you look at the tape and some of the stuff he can do, I mean, the, the kid is incredibly talented. I think there's a – serious argument for if he went to college uh, next year that he could be the number one pick in, in the 2023 draft. I think he's that talented. So if you can get in at eight or nine, I, I think you got to feel great if you're the Pelicans. Uh, so I think those are probably the two guards I like the most. And mm-hmm. I would probably throw uh, Benedict Matherin from Arizona in the mix as well. Yes. I think he's really good too. Ben Chero is a, is a guy that I really liked. A lot of uh, of, uh, of the, the draft uh, Knicks have him going second overall behind Jabari Smith. Some say he's not a great fit for the Pels. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's a really talented kid. I, I would lean to what you said, him not being a great fit, just because I think he's more of a four who wants to score, not as defensive-minded. I think you probably already have that with Zion Williamson, frankly, a guy who wants to score, and, and you probably have to – add some defensive guys around there to cover up some of his weaknesses. So I think Vantero has a bright future because I think, man, his size and his skill is so enticing for such a young guy. I just don't know how he would fit in New Orleans. Uh, but I do think he showed a lot uh, during the tournament, especially developing that three-point shooter. I think that's what people really wanted to see from him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he will probably be a, a better fit elsewhere just because they already got Z at that spot. Will Guillory is with us from The Athletic. Will will tell us how you can subscribe as we finish up this afternoon. Will Zion Williamson up for a, a, an extension? Um, when, when, uh, you, you, when you guys talked to uh, uh, David Griffin, uh, he's seen, again, the first thing he was worried about, obviously, was the health uh, of Zion Williamson. But, but, again, he said they thought that this contract was going to be a challenge to put together, which, again, if I'm reading between the lines, it tells me, again, that they're going to put in some parameters in this contract that is going to protect the club. First of all, do you believe that's going to happen or are they just going to hand him a straight contract? And if he does get a contract offered to him with some parameters to be able to, again, protect the club, do you expect him to sign it? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, something that we've talked about in the past, and I think Griff did a good job with uh, when he answered the question the way he did, was he wasn't overselling it. I think that was something he, he had issues with earlier in his tenure in New Orleans. He was kind of saying, hey, everything's going to be great. We're going to be amazing. This guy's going to be great. This guy's going to be happy. And he wasn't able to deliver all the time on those promises, right? And I think just saying it the way he said was kind of tempering expectations, kind of saying, hey, don't expect everything to be perfect. If it works out great, uh, if, if there's some work to be done, then we'll get through it. But I think that's the first thing, just kind of sending a, a message to the fan base that's accurate, 
to what they should expect. So I think we got to give Griff credit for that first and foremost. And I think with Z, I think, you know, just like you said, first, the first thing is he has, he has to be healthy. It looks like he's already there. We saw the, the, the videos of him dunking at Duke. And I think the Pelicans will be right in trying to put some type of protections in the contract, considering, you know, the guy has missed 141 games in three seasons, um, basically two full seasons out of his first three. Uh, so I, I think they're right to, to feel like they should want to have some protections in there. But I think Zion also has an argument as far as, hey, this isn't the same injury. It's not like Zion, Joel and B his first two years when he had the foot surgery multiple times. It was a knee injury and then a foot injury with Zion, two different things. Uh, so I think that's something that he, he would say is on his side. And he would argue that, hey, I was healthy by the end of the season. You guys are just a little too careful about mm-hmm. not putting me in the game. But I think at the end of the, it, the most important thing, what we saw in the end of the season press conference was that it seemed like everybody was kind of on the same page with what yes. direction they wanted to go in. It seemed like everybody was happy with each other. It wasn't as much tension, uh, not as many frowny faces as we saw at the end of the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a good way to enter these negotiations. Everybody feeling good about each other. Everybody happy about the way the season ended. And I still think they're going to find a way to get to the middle ground. That's what I said from the beginning. But I do think the Pelicans are going to find a way to, to sneak in some type of protection for themselves. It only makes sense because uh, yes. what they've been through and, and what they've seen with Zion so far. But I think Z kind of understands that and they'll find a, a happy medium at some point. Will Devontae Graham be with this team when, when they tip off the, the, the regular season next year? I, I think it's kind of up in the air at this point. I think we've seen with Griff that he's not going to just rush to trade a guy just to trade him. I think he's going to, if he finds a deal he likes, he'll deal Devontae. But I think uh, they still really like Devontae in that building. I think he was a great locker room guy, even as his minutes kind of decreased during the course of the, the playoff run. He was still one of those guys that were, you know, picking guys up, saying good things to guys when they were coming off the court. He wasn't pouting or anything like that. I think they like his presence with these guys. I think they, they looked at him as a person that added to the locker room chemistry rather than taking away from it, even though his opportunities went down. Uh, so I think that's something that they'll look to and say, hey, he had a bad shooting season. If you look at the course of his career, if he gets back to at least somewhat what he looked like in Charlotte, that'll be much better than what we saw last year. And I think that'll be a way for him to increase his value because right now I don't think there's really much value, especially considering he's still got a couple years left on his deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring him back. But if they can find a good deal, uh, I think it would make sense. But I would probably bet him being back, them finding a way to increase his value and then maybe moving him around that trade deadline. I think that would make more sense. How about Jackson Hayes? Uh, he's another interesting one because we've seen, you know, how talented he is over and over again. Just the stuff he can do at a, at the big man position, and uh, I think he's shown during that second season when Z was healthy that he can be a fit next to Zion with the way they both are able to move and have court. But I do think uh, this is going to be a whole lot of big men on this team next year, and I think that's something that this, the front office is going to have to figure out playing. Zion Jackson, Larry Nance, and Jonas Valanciunas, and a little bit of Billy Hernando that's thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It's probably one too many, maybe even two too many, right? So I, I think uh, just finding a way just to, to figure out where he fits in that mix. Can he be your center of the future, or is he a guy that just wants to play the four? Obviously, if that's the case, then he won't be a fit with Z moving forward. But I think he's a perfect uh, candidate to do what they've already done with Lonzo and B.I. in the past, where they'll say, hey, you're going into year four. We want to see what you can do, see what kind of offers you can get on the open market. If we can figure something out, great. If not, then maybe we can do a sign and trade and try to mm-hmm. get something for you. Because I don't think 
They'll, again, just like with Devontae, I don't think they'll be in a rush just to get rid of him, just to get rid of him. Uh, I think they see he has value, and they want to see what he can do and as he continues to grow. Because I still feel like there's so much potential oh, so in do Jackson. I. It still feels like he still feels like he's just getting started, right? Yeah. So he's already three years in. So I think uh, they'll be right to be patient, but I don't think they'll be in a rush to give him a deal this summer just because there's so much uncertainty as far as how he fits with this roster. Let me ask you about two veterans. Larry Nance Jr., last year of his deal, do you see an extension on the horizon? And then are you buying into some of the rumors out there about Garrett Temple Jr. and maybe, again, getting a buyout and moving into the co- into the coaching staff? Yeah, I think Garrett's another one they, they really looked at as a real plus in the, uh, in the locker room. I think he was a you know really good veteran for these guys, somebody they needed, I think. You know, those guys love the, those zeros they got on the, those contracts moving forward where they got a couple years left. So I think he'll probably want some money if they want to buy him out because they're going to negotiate something. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, he, he's a guy that, you know, I think they find value in. And I think Larry Nance, for sure, they're going to they're gonna want to sign him to an extension this summer. I think he's already, you know, said he wants to stay in the world. So I think that's something that I can definitely see getting done. I, I think they're going to try to talk extension with CJ McCollum as well see where they can get with that. But, yeah, I think they want to lock down mm-hmm. those two guys in particular, CJ and Larry Nance, this summer secure the future and they kind of figure it out from there. So I think those are the two big priorities, of course, along with Zion. Will, if they hold on to the draft pick or if they trade the pick to bring in a veteran, how active do you think this team will be in free agency this year? Yeah, I just don't know. They they really have the spots, right? Because they already got 14 players under contract yeah. going in the next season. That's before you add a first-round pick. Maybe if they can find another Herb Jones or Jose Alvarado in the second round, that's one more spot possibly fighting, you know, for that 15, 16 spot. So they just don't really have a lot of spots available. And like we already talked about before, they don't have a lot of minutes available for a free agent out there. So maybe they'll add, uh, you know, one Garrett Temple type of vet, you know, at some point. But I do think where we'll see them be most, you know, active is in the draft with that first round pick, maybe even one more second round pick, and then potentially a Devontae Graham trade, maybe a Garrett Temple trade, something like that, where you can maybe package two or three guys together and open up some roster spots. Yes. Uh, but I think, you know, with the way it sits right now, they just don't really have that many spots available. Yeah, I'm with you. Look at your crystal ball. This is a different team now, okay, with Zion out for a year, McCullum coming in, Brandon Ingram coming into his own, Valanchunas, who's turned out to be a double-double guy every night. Where's Zion Williamson's fit as, as we go into this season? I mean, I've said it over and over again. I think if you can add a guy who's giving you 30 on 60% shooting, he, he'll find a way to fit. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's the great thing with Z is that He's proven before that he doesn't need a whole lot. He doesn't need that many touches to get him, right? He can he can get you 28 off 12, 13, 14 shots, and I think that's what makes him such a special offensive player. So he can fit in and get his offense just by, you know, running in transition, getting offensive rebounds, playing and pick and roll off of CJ. Uh, so I think he'll be able to fit. There's no doubt about that. I think uh, the big question really is just how – do CJ and B.I. kind of do what they did this year while also getting Z uh, involved? I think that'll be a big question. I think whenever we see these quote-unquote big threes come together, that, that third guy always ends up taking a bigger step back than we kind of anticipate. We've seen it with, like, Chris Bosh or Kevin Love. We can go down the list. Uh, Clay Thompson, when he was with uh, Florida State, even though uh, I don't think he really saw himself taking a step back. And Clay never takes a step back. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think at some point one of those guys will have to sacrifice 
Uh, but I think with Z, man, he, he's so special, and I think he's going to be a, an incredible offensive uh, asset for this team when he comes back, just being a that bowling ball in the paint, being able to score through double teams. I think that's something they need to open up more, you know, those catch-and-shoot three-pointers for those mm-hmm. other guys. I think he's going to be great. It's just figuring out how to get CJ and D.I. shots is really going to be the question. If you're Willie Green, what did you tell Zion he had to work on in the offseason? Uh, he got to, I would say, get in the best shape of his life, first and foremost. That's where it always has to start with you, right? Just coming in, uh, being ready, having being physically ready, mentally ready. He said, you know, he went through a lot mentally, emotionally, going through those injuries. So making sure he pat, he's passed that, making sure he's comfortable with the foot and k- taking contact, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but also, I would like to just see him be a little bit more comfortable defensively, being able to read things, being able to react quickly, defend multiple positions. Like I said, he's going to give him an offense. He'll be fine. Uh, but I think what we saw with everybody else on his team, D.I., C.J., some of these guys who we don't look at as, as traditional defenders, they, we sort of just buy in and just play with effort every night. And I think that's what we want to see with, from Z going into the next season is how much is he going to buy in defensively and be that guy. Because we know he has the size, the strength, the athleticism to be an impactful defender. He's got to go do it every night, right? you got to go play with effort. That's the first thing mm-hmm. you got to do to be a great defender, just play with effort every night. And if he can do that, uh, I think that will give this team the type of identity they want to have under Willie Green as a defense first squad that can get out and make plays in transition. Will, you and I are both native New Orleanians. We both love the NBA. We love NBA basketball. We've both, again, been hurting for a winter here for a long time. The, 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 again, when you look at, at, the, at this year and the trials and tribulations of this year and then, of course, how this thing ended, if you are a sports fan, if you're a, a basketball fan in this town, you've got to be excited about what, what the future is holding for this team. Uh, no doubt. Uh, I think, you know, when you look at just the way David Griffin has built this roster and with so much young talent, you still got picks coming down the line. They got a top 10 pick added to this roster this year. It's still kind of incredible to me. They're going to add one more top 10 pick to this group. Um, they're built for the future. And, and when they're healthy and when they got all these guys available, they're going to be scary because uh, they got the talent and they've got the, the coach. They've got the culture. Uh, they got pretty much everything you want to compete in, in the West. And I think we can never undersell how important that experience going against the Suns is going to be moving forward. Kind yes. of seeing what it's like to compete against a championship level squad up close and being able to win some big games, even though obviously that, that series shifted once Devin Booker got hurt. For them to go out and get two games off of that team, who, I mean, they still might go on and win a championship this mm-hmm. year. I think that's going to have those guys walking around with a lot of confidence this summer saying, hey, we don't only have the talent. We, we've proven that we can go out and beat these guys on the right. biggest stage when we play like we're supposed to play. So, yeah, I think this team is going to be a real you know threat in the West next year as we can get back to what we think he can be. And then for mm-hmm. the future, uh, they just got so much young talent. They got a coach everybody believes in. Uh, I think they got the building blocks to have something real special going on in New Orleans. I couldn't agree more. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Tell the folks about the uh, about the athletic, how they can subscribe, how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely, you can follow me on Twitter at Will Guillory, as G U I L L O R Y. You can follow all my work at the athletic. I should say uh, we got the draft lottery coming up. Going to see what his picks ended up and what this draft is going to be like. Man, it's going to be a fun summer for sure. I can't wait to, to get it going. Yep. And maybe Griff can pull out that lucky tie one more time. And, and Ooh, man, wouldn't that be nice, huh? <laughs> see if he can pull it off.
Hey, man, we've been through a lot when it comes to NBA. It'd be nice if the basketball gods smile on us just one more time. That's for sure. Yes, indeed. Thank you again, my friend. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Eric, man. Appreciate you. That's Will Guillory, again, uh, of, of The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Fantastic uh, publication. And, of course, some great writers, not just locally, but nationally and internationally as well. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new system, look, the smart thing is to get multiple prices, right? Okay, you're going to get prices from, again, multiple multiple companies. I'm just saying make Burkhardt one of them. Just one, okay? One, that way you'll be able to see what I've been talking about now for, for over a decade. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. And then, of course, re- realize that they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. And then comes, again, treating your home like their home, treating your business like their business when they come to install that system, using state-of-the-art equipment to do the measurements on your, on your home or your business to make sure, again, you've got the right tonnage to be able to, to, uh, to uh, cool your home uh, in, in the summer and warm your home in the winter. And then comes the service after the sale, which is impeccable. We'll never cheat you. We'll never gouge you. Uh, only doing the work that's necessary. Nate certified technicians. And truly a company you can trust. If you're interested in, 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 in uh, or if you're in a position where you have to have a new air conditioner heating system, think Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. I don't want to hear I can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because all you got to do is go on go online and check out Oceana Grill and, of course, their, their, uh, their sister restaurants. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. It's the Oceana family of restaurants, proud sponsor of our Thursday program. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by KFC. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to, that's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's side lover's meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. Look out for an accident that's blocking the left lane on 10 eastbound at Orleans. And your delays are going to be solid on 10 eastbound right at the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling along the 610 on the eastbound side from Veterans to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, on the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are heavy from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Delays pick back up along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for accidents Louisiana Avenue at South Saratoga and also North Claiborne. At Pogger. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Mentory. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. And, of course, uh, you can check them out at 504-737-1558 or go to southerntire.com and find out all of the uh, service they provide for you. Of course, Southern Tire, where, again, they'll take your car today and get you out this afternoon. Unlike, again, the dealership or, again, other, other places that want to keep your car for, for two or three days, nobody can handle that, right? You're looking for the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area? Southern Tire's got you covered. Wheels and tires at the 30 inches. And, yes, the latest diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get right there at Southern Tires. And they'll have you out on the road today. Uh, also, folks, don't worry, don't forget also, again, uh, ASC certified technicians, and there's a Piazza on site always. Tony, Tony Sr., Tony Jones Jr., Tony Sr.'s wife, his daughter, all on site at, at Southern Tire. Truly a family-owned and operated business owned by the Piazza since 1972. It's Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Mentory. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Don't forget about my friends at Oceana Grill, proud sponsor of our Thursday show. Uh, voted uh, top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. It's home in New Orleans' best breakfast. I tell you all the time, if you love breakfast, and, and again, I'm talking, you know, yeah, pancakes, uh, eggs, grits, sausage, bacon, yeah, but also crepes, uh, just beautiful, again, breakfast items for you. If you're a breakfast aficionado, you've got to try Oceana Grill. Breakfast starts at, uh, at, at 10 a.m., goes to 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 1 p.m. I'm, I'm sorry, breakfast starts at 8 a.m. and goes to 1, 1, 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 a.m. and goes all the way to 4 p.m. Dinner goes from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops uh, when they close Oceana Grill. And then, of course, fantastic cocktails. Uh, 
Cajun Creole dishes that are absolutely fantastic. They're a delight for lunch and dinner. And then, and then of course, you've got that authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night, also very, uh, also dog-friendly as well. Uh, they've got five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for your next event. But also, when there's, an, when there's not an event, they use that as overflow for the dining room. So, again, you don't have to wait in line at Oceana Grill. Uh, fantastic menu for you, great cocktails, and, of course, lunch, dinner, uh, and, and at New Orleans Best Breakfast. You got to try it out, right? Oceana Grill. Look at check them out online at oceanagrill.com, and of course, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. That's Oceana Grill open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily, seven days a week. Uh, Oceana Grill, a proud sponsor of our Thursday show. All right. Thanks to Will Guillory for joining us for the program. We go to Baton Rouge now. My good friend Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, is our guest. Jordy, how are you, bud? Eric, thanks for having me back, man. Good to be back. Always good. Jordan, before we get started, tell everybody about your fantastic show. Uh, appreciate it, Eve. We are uh, on YouTube and on uh, all digital properties, and we just actually signed a deal with WAFB, which is a local television station here in town. We'll be starting to distribute our content uh, on their website, also on their television station. So, uh, Congratulations. About 75,000 clicks a day, and they go to 85,000 homes in South Louisiana, so it's a real good opportunity for us to spread our wings and get on another platform, not just a digital space, but on WASD.com. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to see our content kind of extending out uh, just beyond, uh, you know, digital properties right now. Keep telling you guys, you got to check Jordy out every single morning. And I told you this, this, this his, uh, his show is expanding. And, and again, uh, just you're missing if you're not checking him out every single day. Jordy, uh, I wanted to bring you on today. I wanted, obviously, we always like to talk about Saints and LSU, but I wanted to talk about NIL because um, it, it happened this week, again, with the board of directors that released new NIL uh, guidelines that would uh, regard the involvement of boosters when it comes to, again, uh, giving out uh, uh, name, image, and likeness uh, checks. Why don't you take it from there and tell us, again, what changes were, were made and, again, how that affects NIL going forward. Well, look, here's the deal. Earlier this week, you finally seen the NCAA try to get into this mix. And, look, there's obviously a room for somebody that needs to govern NIL and and put some type of structure and rules into place on just how it's going to operate, how it's going to function. I I, I see what the NCAA is trying to do, E, and come in and, and establish some guidelines and establish some rules. I just believe that the NCAA has lost all credibility, all trust within the membership of the organization, uh, and it's just they're not prepared to take on this task. It all sounds good, um, but, you know, I mean, just uh, getting this stuff in line and being able to be prepared for this sounds like a hell of an undertaking on an organization that is really trying to restructure. They just had their, their, their president step down, and, look, I'll be the first to tell you that Mark Emmert, um, you know, really accomplished zero uh, in the space of name, image, and likeness. In fact, he probably set the, the organization back uh, more than he, he, he progressed the NCAA with the matter. But uh, at this time, where, where they're breaking everything up, they're restructuring the organization, I just don't see how they have the manpower. I don't see how they have the credibility. I don't just see how they have the wherewithal to be able to police this. In, 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 in saying that, there is a desperate need for some type of guidance and some type of regulation with NIL. And what the NCAA is proposing, um, if it was to be enacted, and they were uh, they, they did 
somehow overnight find the, 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 the manpower and find the structure to be able to, to implement this, um, it, it would be a pretty big deal. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about uh, on campuses. You and I have talked about this in length both on your radio show and on your television show how you know successful college programs are running this. Texas A&M is pretty mm-hmm. much the model, but we're starting to see schools all over the country um, you know, put these collectives together where you're seeing big money boosters just go dump a pile of cash, millions and millions of dollars into a, a, a collected bucket and, and allowing these coaches to go out and recruit towards that for name, image, and likeness. That's not what name, image, and likeness was really set out to do. You know, name, image, and likeness was set out for a guy like Dylan Cruz or Jacob Berry to be able to give hitting lessons to, to some, some kids and be able to, to make some money off of it. It was meant for a guy like Kayshawn Butte to, to, you know, set up a shop and sign his autograph and, and in front of the mall and be able to charge for that. These multi-million dollar deals from boosters uh, where they just have to send out one piece of social media to claim their their their, their cash is not what uh, the, the, the rule was intended for. This is very much a pay-for-play model, uh, which the, you know, I mean, has always kind of been the uh, antithesis of the NCAA. So, look, that, that's some of the stuff that came down earlier this week. Like I said, I'd be surprised if the NCAA is the organization that can pull off being able to regulate what this is because I mean the, the the toothpaste is so far out of the tube at this point. Going back and trying to retroactively punish people or uh, you know worry about where and what has been done seems like the wrong strategy for me. Whoever's going to get into this mix and try to regulate it needs to come with some type of rules, some type of structure, some type of organization to to place it on how it's going to be moving forward. If you're continuing worried about it's the NCAA's fault that they're here. Right, that there's no rules. There's no. And Mark Emmert had chances upon chances, opportunities to get some type of conversation started over the last five years in this matter. It was it was inevitable that this was going to happen. And now they're sitting in a place where they're so far behind the 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 eight ball. They're so far behind, um, you know, all that has been done up to this point. It would be even more uh, of a setback if they tried to to, to go back and retroactively. Try, try and punish people rather than just, look, here's, here's where we are this day moving forward. This is what it's going to be like. Um, but, you know, it's a mess. I mean, you, you, you saw Nick Saban yesterday talk mm-hmm. about it again, that, you know, the way that it is set up right now is it's, you just, it's, it's unsustainable. Uh, you know, I mean, at some point uh, it's really going to cost intercollegiate athletics. You saw Kirby Smart this morning on the golf course comment about the right. rich are going to get richer and, and the poor are going to continue to suffer in the way that the model is set up right now. It, it, it seems to be very difficult to be able to have a booster who has a company to be able to, again, put money in a pool or in a collective, as you mentioned, to be able to, again, help out the university of their choice uh, in this arms race, because it is an arms race now with NIL, and then not yeah. to have contact. I mean, I don't understand that. I mean, I, I know they don't want money going directly. So then again, then the, then the school's going to have to be involved. I know right now you mentioned this when we were on when you're on the TV show and also the radio show the last time. There's a there's a bill going to the Louisiana legislature to kind of help Louisiana universities deal with NIL. 
But, I mean, how is this supposed to work going forward? I mean, is it, again, the university has no is going to make sure there's no contact between boosters and, 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 and student-athletes? Is there now a situation where a student-athlete is representing that particular brand? We well, has to have some, uh, some contact with, again, the booster who's putting up that money, who owns that company. So, again, I'm, I'm confused by, again, what was brought up on Monday of this week. Well, look, I think that's the entire NIL space. If you wanted one word to describe it, I would say it would be confusing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very unclear on how it operates. And, you know, the way that I perceived it was, take, for instance, down here in Baton Rouge, Gordon McKernan is a very successful lawyer. He's an LSU yes. alum. He cares about the university. He went mm-hmm. to university high. His kids went to university high. His son was the backup quarterback, fourth-string quarterback of the 2019 national championship team. He loves – LSU. He's gotten into NIL where he's individually signed players, Kayshawn Butte, Miles Frazier, mm-hmm. uh, Alexis uh, Morris from the women's basketball team. I mean, all types of athletes have signed individual deals with Gordon. And for those contracts, they are, um, you know, they're tasked with either appearances, social media posts, autograph signings, um, photo opportunities, um, things that are in their contract that they are held accountable for to earn their payment um that as i understand it is legal but gordon is would be i I would imagine would be titled as a booster you know i mean he's he's somebody that supports the program pays his dues but he is also uh, runs a very successful company that he wants to have student athletes promote his brand um so is that legal by the letter of law i perceive it to be what it seems like they are going after is what's happened at Texas A&M, what seems mm-hmm. to be happening at the University of Texas, what's happening here at LSU. I mean, everybody's kind of following suit to the successful programs like Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Texas A&M, who have had success in this early on where they're just hitting up the big money boosters and they're asking them to pile in a bunch of cash. And like you said, the university can't have this communication. They can't have access to this this model, they just have to be hoping that boosters are out there getting organized and dumping their, you know, ancillary cash, which they get no benefit from. E, you know what I mean? Like you're asking a lot of these these rich boosters mm-hmm. to cut a check back to a, uh, you know, a student athlete where they get no return on investment. They also don't get any type of quality points like TAF points that go to anything that show that they have committed money. They get no tax write off, which right. you know all of these. These these uh, wealthy individuals are looking for so uh, it, 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 it's such a tangled web. Mm. It, it's such a um, a well of confusion, um, and, and and really, it's only seemingly getting darker and and, and more deeper of of confusion. Because, like I said at the beginning, there's nobody that's governing it. There's nobody that's overseeing right. it. There's nobody that's out there saying this is legal, this is illegal. So, you know, I mean, the term that's being thrown around, and it, it, it's very much, you know, apropos here, is it's the wild, wild west. You know, I mean, right. everybody's just kind of, you know, people are, are seeing that they may be coming down on the collectives. So I think that people are just piling as much cash as they can into the collectives and getting as many players as they can before any rules or regulations come down that, that, that are going to prohibit it. So, um, like I said, I think you'll see the schools like like Alabama and Texas and Texas A&M who have you know just a, a a boatload of booster cash ready and willing and able to help out the football program in any way that they can. 
um, really going to make a run here. You know, I mean, Texas A&M has you know eight five-star recruits in their last class, and Jimbo Fisher's trying to sell you that he has not right. changed anything up from his recruiting strategy. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, like let, let's let's let, let's get real. I mean, you know, right. um, prospects from South Florida, prospects from Southern California aren't seeking out College Station Texas without some type of perk, without some type right. of benefit. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, look it's a mess. It, it, it is a it is a mess, and you've seen it now turn into almost quasi free agency. Jordan Addison, who's a Bolitnikoff winner last season at Pitt, you know his his quarterback is drafted in the first round of the Steelers, um, in in Pickett, and uh, you know I mean it's obvious that that teams and, and schools have reached out to him about right. playing time and, and opportunities at other schools. So now you're seeing tampering. Now you're seeing deals being offered to. To play. I mean, that's that's really what happened with Kayshawn. The, re- yes. the reason why Gordon had to step up and strike a deal with Kayshawn is because, look, he, he was getting he, he was getting phone calls from other schools, and and those phone calls were were, were luring him with with contracts and money and 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 you know I mean Kayshawn's going to have playing time wherever he goes. He's going to be you know one of the centerpieces of the offense wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. But the difference could be, hey, we can offer you a million and a half here for one year before you get to the league. And, you know, at 19, 20 years old, yeah, they all love LSU. But when you're talking about money like that for 12 football games, everybody's listening. Yep, no doubt. Uh, got about a minute. Uh, the, the, the bill going through Louisiana legislature, basically what does that do? It, it, it would give the authority for LSU administrators and coaches to be able to direct – whether it be a student athlete or a business owner, into communication with one another, right? So if there is a situation where you've got somebody that may be unhappy, that may be looking for a, you know, a, a little bit of a benefit to stay, mm-hmm. you, know, you can have somebody like Brian Kelly or Matt McMahon or Beth Torina or you know, Kim Mulkey pick up the phone and say, hey, business owner X, we need, to, we, we need a deal struck with, with one of our top players, um, to, to, to keep them on campus, to keep them happy. You know, that's what's happening in at Florida with Miami and Florida State yes. and University of Florida and at Georgia with Georgia and Georgia Tech and in Alabama with Alabama and Auburn and in Texas with A&M and Texas and TCU. And all these schools are, are, are what is having, you know, from LSU standpoint, a, a recruiting advantage um, over them in the, in the living room uh, is because they can make direct contact with with the, the 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 business owner and also kind of direct the student athlete on where it may be best for them to to, to strike a deal. Got thirty seconds left. Tell the folks about the show, how they can get it, and of course now the expanded way that you can catch the Jordy Collada show. Easiest way to do it is hit us on our social media at Collada Show. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. TikTok, you can get all the information there. And over the next coming days, if you are a uh, in the the, the, the watch area of WAFB News down here in, uh, in South Louisiana and Baton Rouge, uh, you'll, you'll start to see our content on their website and some on their, uh, on, on their television programming as well. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, keep up the great work, and we'll be able to, we'll, we'll talk soon. But always appreciate your time. Always, E. Talk soon, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
That's Jordy Collada again on the Jordy Collada Show. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. They'll be there. Remember, it doesn't matter after hours, during, during the regular business hours. A 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktails at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Today on Hey Culligan, sustainability and better water. Here's Sam. Hey Culligan, I'm really into sustainability. My clothes, my utensils, my food. But how do I get more sustainability from my water? Super question, Sam. And the answer is an always-on drinking water system from Culligan, which helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. Whoa, that's a ton of sustainability. 416,000 tons, Sam, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. 
Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino, inviting you to join us here at the Slipper every Thursday night for our very popular Rumble on the Gulf. Now, the beach bar under the hotel will be open starting at 4 p.m. We'll have great barbecue available and live music starting at 6. So come on out and party with us while you enjoy seeing all those classic cars, Jeeps, and motorcycles that roll in every Thursday. We're on the beach here in Hancock County, Silver Slipper Casino. Proud to be your host on the coast. Have a good time at the Silver Slipper. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks to Mike Neighbors, Will Guillory, Jordy Colada for joining us. Rudy back at studio. Thanks to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor, uh, sponsor, sponsor our program. Click on the icon and take you right to our sponsors. Thanks to the Oceana family of restaurants for their support on Thursday. Also, Jude Young joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. The podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the show. We got Jesuit Catholic tonight at 7. Uh, before that, the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow with the William Grant family Stillers Fry Extravaganza at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. Have a great evening. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go. Yeah.